0: we really have to work on ourselves so that we're ready to actualize that financial wealth and i foresee and i've experienced myself many times that the dollars are the lag measure
1: are you ready to transform your life this is a no-nonsense show helping immigrants like you create generational wealth even while working full-time get ready to take notes Here's your host, Socket Jane. My Great To Wealth listeners, if you want to manage real estate, maybe you're ready for a lifestyle change. By selling your real estate, of course, you may have to pay substantial capital gain taxes. One option that may help solve this is to learn about doing a 1031 tax deferred real estate exchange. Because you may be able to defer all of the capital gain taxes, and you could even exchange into a replacement property that may allow you to get rid of all of the headaches involved with being an active landlord. Ray DeWitt is a managing director with Bantanger Financial Services, and his goal is to help you understand all the rules associated with the 1031 exchanges. To learn more, visit their website at bantangerfinancials.com and browse the library of education material. Please be sure to see the disclosures and show notes. Welcome back, my Great to Wealth listeners. Today, we have an exciting guy. We have never had this kind of profile before here. He is an ex-rugby player. We're going to talk about rugby a lot. I learned about rugby a lot more than I ever wanted to learn. His name is John Van Der Giesen. A lot of names in there. So we're going to call him John for now. John, welcome to the show, buddy. Good to
0: be here, Asaka. I appreciate you.
1: Yeah, I know we had a good conversation. I know you're dialing in from Boise, Idaho. So it's early in the morning from compared to where I'm on the East Coast. So thank you for taking the time and speaking with us, John. We're going to dive into a lot of different things. I know you have an exciting career. You've had an exciting career and you're going to continue to have an exciting journey. You have done multifamily, you have done residential real estate, and you're back in residential real estate. Most of the people, once they leave residential, they never come back to it. So that would be an interesting point of view. What made you come back? What's happening in the market? So we'll turn into that. However, before we go deeper, we want to learn more about you. We want to start with when you heard the name of the show, migrate to Wealth. What were the thoughts in your head?
0: I love the title, shout out to you, because it did kind of pop up to me a little bit different than a lot of other podcasts. And it is a journey, right? When you're migrating to something, it's a journey. And just from my own personal experience in migration to wealth, I can attest to that. And also just what I've done in life too, from personal development, professional development, and my experiences, it is a journey. So I like what I heard. And that That's was
1: awesome, man. Next question related to that is going to be more around the term wealth. What does it mean to you?
0: Great question. So from financial terms, wealth is choice, really when it boils down to it. I think a lot of people talk about the true currency is time. I agree with that. But I also think that choice within time is pretty important to recognize because there are people out there that are disenfranchised, homeless, that have a lot of time, but they don't have a lot of choice. And so when you can come to a financial position where you have choice within your time, then that's very powerful. Now, on more of a holistic sense, mind, body, and spirit, I think being in a place where you have fulfillment. Yeah. Because let's be honest, Saka, there are billionaires out there that are emotionally bankrupt, maybe physically bankrupt, yeah. spiritually bankrupt. And I don't know if I would take that. And I think a lot yeah. of people would agree. If it has to be at a cost of your overall well being and happiness, then you know, what does that matter? What is wealth in that sense?
1: that's an interesting perspective like i always say that it's kind of funny you use the word mind body and spirit i'm doing a live today at one o'clock eastern which is going to be around that holistic health i'm calling it holistic health it's actually holistic wealth that's really what it was it's interesting you took that angle right i think one of the things you said was the term bankruptcy i think most of us understand that as a financial bankruptcy right but Mm -hmm. it actually holds true to emotional bankruptcy to physical bankruptcy relationship bankruptcy impact bankruptcy right? And a lot of our attention has always been on the financial bankruptcy because it's easy, right? It's a numeric number. It's an outcome-driven vector. But everything else is more inward-driven, right? Relationships, you may have them, you may not have them, but you are going to feel it. You're going to know you're bankrupt. There's no marker. There's no negative cash flow going in, cash flow out, coming in where somebody would declare you don't have money to do anything. You're going to feel a lot of these things more inwardly. So I appreciate that. Was that the definition of wealth for you 10 years from today in going back in time? What triggered that change if it was not? And if it does, how did you get to it?
0: That's a really great question. And I love you're getting down to the core of things really quickly. So no, I don't think that it was. I think that I actually had to go through Mm -hmm. emotional bankruptcy, right? Spiritual bankruptcy in order to actually know what that's like. And, you know, it's been a fantastic journey for me. So after the 2011 Rugby World Cup, very shortly thereafter, you know, I was sitting in a house that was empty and my partner had had left the relationship and I had a six-month-old girl as well. Oh. And I also had a huge identity crisis, too, because I was, you know, John, the professional athlete, and I forgot that it rugby wasn't who I was. Being a professional athlete was something that I did. That's a big differentiation to discover and it took a long time to do that because once you retire from something whether that be in sports or maybe a massive startup company that was incredibly Mm -hmm. successful or whatever that might be in your life when you have that big shift you are caught off guard occasionally about how much that was you versus how much that was something that you did and when you don't have something to fill that space you become very very quickly aware of the fact that you probably don't know yourself (laughs) right that's what took place with me and that was a very hard moment in time for me where i didn't have the camaraderie even just the endorphins from exercise i didn't have the competition and the lights and the success and the winning program and all of those things that all went away very quickly and reinventing myself became a full-time job
1: if you don't mind going back in time i think it was about 12 years ago it seemed like 2011. If you can go back in time and stay with us. And if it's too painful, we'll move to a different topic. It's kind of like... Nothing's off was, limits. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I like the raw. What was going through your head at that time? Right. It's kind of like, I understand you had an epic event, a great career, right? All the lights are on you. You were someone. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you became no one. Right. Nothing changed about you except something that you were doing, you were no longer doing. That's all. I'm oversimplifying it for a reason to make it oversimplification because most people's lives are like that, right? One day something will happen and that something just changes their entire life. And it was all it was is something externally that was going on, which you put a lot of emphasis and time and energy behind, either made a conscious choice or it was the choice was made for you, one way or the other. So in your case, when that event happened, why was it such a drastic event? Because you had now had more time to think about. You didn't know who you were. If you can point to just one thing, we'd love to hear that.
0: Sure. It was because I didn't know my value at the time. Mm. That's what it really came down your to. Your value as
1: who? Your value as a person, your values, yeah. who you stand yeah. for, which, yeah. which yeah. just
0: What I was able to bring to anything, whether that's a relationship or a job, or just life in general, because it was completely consumed by the job that I had previously. I was very successful at it, yet just at the core of me, I did not know what my value was as a person, what I could fall back on in regards to principles and values. So that really had to come full circle for me to dive deep and understand what those were for me. And I would recommend that anybody spend some time to really get to a clear point where they can articulate what their values are in life, because that's really what you fall back on. Because let's be honest, folks, life has a funny way of throwing things in your face where I retired from my job as a professional athlete and, you know, somebody that's listening today, they might have something that happens tomorrow that is an incredible event that they did not foresee and it completely changes their life forever and that's going to go away but you can fall back on your values and you can fall back on your principles as a person and that's actually what you get to take forward
1: let's stay with that for a few seconds at least at that moment you ended your career as a professional athlete your partner had left you at that time and you're a six-month-old child girl and i look at that i'm like how do you get out of something like that, right? Because what's going in your head is, I'm going to be putting words in your mouth. And if it I, if I am, just correct me, please. And I'm sensing that feeling is it was more of a failure. Although you were not a failure, right? Because we are a huge success in whatever you're doing. But after that effect, you felt like whatever you've accomplished, whatever you accomplished that for. Was that the feeling you were going through? What was the exact emotional state? I understand your mental state. What was the emotional state, if you can bring us back there?
0: Emotional state was very fragile because I thought that I had a lot in regards to people supporting me, you know, whatnot. But when the camera goes away and the, <laughs> there's yeah. not the, the weekend lights, then you recognize that there's a fair bit of folks out there that are just sort of friends of convenience. Yeah. Rather than who's really there day in, day out in the trenches when you're not doing so well, right? Where right. you don't want to get out of bed and things are just kind of dark in general, Pretty angry, I would say, emotionally, pretty um, confused, not really knowing what to do with myself or where to go, what was next, how to actually move forward in any respect. So that's rock bottom. That's that bankruptcy that we spoke about.
1: Right. Let's take a few steps forward, baby steps. Mm-hmm. And thank you, first of all, thank you for being raw on the show.
0: We're only a few minutes in man, and we, <laughs> we've yeah. covered some things.
1: No, it's important. I think the reason why it's important is, and I want to give some context to you and the audiences, John's story is not unique, right? Mm-hmm. At the moment when John was going through it, it was very personal, but it's not unique. All of us have had our triggers in life, our moments in life where we had these vulnerable moments where we felt something that we had deep connection with. And that person, that event, that job, that business is no longer there. And what we didn't realize, what we realized is everything else was a crutch right now. And those crutches were removed and you couldn't take a single step forward. You just want to lie on the floor, right? And that's really why I want to go into that spirit is because if you're thinking in that situation for folks who are listening, that you're alone, your life sucks, it probably does. I'm not the person to say it doesn't or it doesn't, but you're not alone. All of us have had our ups and downs. There are seasons in life. Not every season is spring. Not every season is winter. So there's going to be ups and downs. I think the reason why I did this launched this podcast was to show the overnight success is century of work, right? So there's ups and there are more ups, more downs than ups. And it's the moment of the downs where people have to go dig deeper because that's when the true self is going to come out. So, John, thank you again for being honest, being open, being vulnerable. Appreciate it. I know it's not easy, but I appreciate that. I know we talked about it. We're going to go raw. So, thank you again for doing that. So, let's take a baby step forward. You were feeling defeated. You were feeling alone. You were feeling the relationships that you had were not the relationships. They were relationship convenience and maybe transactional. And I'm putting my own words in your mouth. You didn't say these words. Very accurate. Getting the gist of it. What did you do next? Because the problem with that situation is you can continue going down the negative spiral unless you realize that you only you can pull yourself out or somebody else made you realize that you need to pull yourself back up, that you can ask you can go this negative emotional route and there's no end to it. You can keep your bearing deep, and eventually you're gonna God knows what's going to happen after that, right? So what was going through you? How were you able to figure out what's going to be the next step?
0: That's a really good question, Saket. And I remember specifically in one moment where I just had enough and I didn't want to be that way anymore. And so I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do it myself. Although at the time, I really did not have the money for it. I Mm -hmm. went and found a coach. And the reason Mm -hmm. why I found a coach is because that made a lot of sense to me in my previous career right Mm -hmm. everything is coached we coaching from a nutritionist coaching from physical therapists coaching from obviously your head coach your strength and conditioning coaches even sports psychologists coaching Mm -hmm. literally everything, media coaching i had coaching in everything and so then it just made sense to me well i want to get better in life i want to get better in self is there somebody out there that could help me I found that person and it was amazing once you start investing in yourself, how that can raise the lid for growth in general. So that's really where the seed got planted, where I just was tired. I didn't want to continue anymore in that path. I knew that there was more out there.
1: Take us back in that day when you made that decision, right? Because something must have happened at that point where enough is enough, right? It could be anything. This is my perspective and I could be wrong. You didn't just wake up the next day, you didn't go to sleep depressed and wake up today that enough is enough or I'm tired, right? So it's got to be either your daughter or either your family, either a higher calling, either a sign from the higher power if you believe in one. What triggered that step?
0: I think it was when I was sitting at my living room table and I didn't pay rent to my sister. She was she was allowing me to live in a property that she had and I was in a moment in time where I had to make a lot of considerations towards getting coffee with a meal, (laughs) very small things. And when I was looking around and seeing that close-knit support of my family and really not living up to my potential and actually owning even just my basic responsibilities, I didn't like that. I don't think that that's actually being a man. And I needed to step into that.
1: And I like that, right? Because and the reason I was honing on that was, John, is for you, the pain of continuing that was much bigger than the pain of a change, right? And that's really what needed to happen for you. That pain of sitting and not doing anything about it far exceeded than pain of doing taking one positive action. And you knew your positive actions because You lived a life which a lot of people aspire to being coached by professionals to be a professional, right? So you knew what the next step needed to be, but something prevented you from that. But the moment that pain became much longer, anyone listening to the story, please rewind it if you didn't hear that part. It was in that moment and you can see in John's body language and his voice, it just dropped. Right, You could see he went into that moment. And most of you may be in that moment. I know some of you may have just been listening to it, but his voice inflection completely changed in that moment because you could see that he's actually mentally there, right? So a lot of you may already be there. And this is not a therapy show. I think the reason I'm bringing that up is because sometimes you have to go through that pain. Sometimes, hopefully never, but sometimes you do. And the moment that pain exceeds with the pain of the inertia of you not making a forward step, your life's going to get transformed. So with that moment now, John, walk us through your transformation journey. man. you find a coach now, you see, starting to see the impact. Where did you find your support group? Where did you find your new ecosystem? Because now you had true realization of what relationships really mean. Before, a lot of people were probably kind of flocking to you because of your fame, because they probably needed free tickets or access to some places, whatever it may be. There was their need driving them to you, but now you're trying to figure out what the true relationships are. How did that transformation journey is?
0: When I talked about identifying that professional sports was something that I did, it wasn't who I was, I didn't really understand how to transfer anything. Okay, I was a professional sportsman, and now what? And it didn't make sense as far as, okay, I was playing a game, and now I'm trying to give momentum in the professional right. world and just myself. But what I failed to realize for quite some time is that the reason why I was successful as a professional athlete, there was always somebody that was bigger, stronger, faster, or had a higher rugby IQ than me. Of course. Okay? It doesn't matter
1: what industry you're in. That's always going to be the case. Yeah. But going back to principles
0: and values, I discovered that because I have a lot of integrity, that I have an incredible amount of commitment, that I have a lot of grit, those sorts of things – I'm very curious, I'm excited. (laughs) A lot of different principles and values. Those are the things that actually allowed me to become a professional sportsman and have incredible success. Socket, what if I took those and applied it towards something? And that was the moment where I said, oh, okay. I can show up and I can persist through a lot more than a lot of people, you know, my competition. And I can operate from a place of integrity and giving, love, and I'm going to win with people.
1: Love it, man. How much time did it take you to do that transformation once you made a choice?
0: Oh, gosh, what's the date today? (laughs) 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 Uh, It's not going, Socket. You are never going to, I won't say never. There are some people out there that have been able to do this, but it will catch up with them. You're not going to outgrow yourself in business. Right. You just aren't. Right, And though I mentioned back in the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned, you know, there's a billionaire or two out there that are probably very unhappy. There's also very happy billionaires. But I would say that those unhappy folks that are very, very wealthy, they, for some reason, had a lightning strike moment where their income far surpassed their personal growth and that eventually shows up somehow in a physical, spiritual, emotional bankruptcy. Uh, But for the majority of folks like me and you, we really have to work on ourselves so that we're ready to actualize that financial wealth. And I foresee and I've experienced myself many times that the dollars are the lag measure. Yeah. When I work on myself to the point in leadership and business, you know, relationships, (laughs) personal, wherever that is, the dollars are the last thing to show up. Mm -hmm. And that's okay because... I'm just focusing on what's in my control. Yeah, And if I'm taking your perspective of being a 90-year-old man socket, am I really, really that upset that I didn't get to X number of dollars in 2023? It actually happened in 2025? Come on. Yeah. No, we don't care about that. No, you,
1: you're 100% correct, right? I think we our time horizons are the biggest culprit, right? Because our moment of weakness, our moment of depression, our moment of "my life sucks," it's because we think we need to fix it like today, or our life's perfect, or life's very really shut. We're going a little bit off topic, but it's fine. It's important. At one point, we think we're immortals, that we're gonna have life forever. But on the other moment, we live like we're gonna die tomorrow. So when everything is going well, I'm like, why aren't you doing what you're passionate about today rather than working a nine-to-five that you hate? Or oh, because I have time to fix it, right? At moment, we're like, I needed to make a million dollars. I'm at 950 I'm sad because I didn't get there today. Yeah. It's kind of like funny when you start thinking about it. It's you're living in this duality world, but you're conveniently choosing the duality and just creating misery for yourself including me, I'm at the same way. but since you said that it came to I'm like when you said about 2023 versus 2025, you're right, but at the same time you're punishing yourself because you think you didn't hit it today, but you forget that you have 40, 50, 100 more years left depending upon where you are, what age you are, that there's long life and two years and that long time horizon would not mean anything. but I say that but I also think about one thing is that does not mean me I lazy. That does not mean you procrastinate, that I have a long life. We're saying is that put things into context, right? Life's going to happen the way it's going to happen and for you, not because of you. So at that point, if you didn't make it, if you're at 9.50 and you want to hit a million dollar goal, the gain is more important than the gap, right? The person you become is more important than the person you want to become. And the journey, to your point, the journey is never ending. Hopefully it never ends, right? Hopefully it ends in the grave that you're continuously improving. You're touching a lot of really great things there. And to me, a
0: big issue with folks in general is the lack of persistence and consistency. And this is something that I've talked about in a couple of talks that I've given. And we're unhappy with what we have currently, yet we don't do much about it on a daily basis. No, we don't. And that's really the edge that people, I would urge anybody listening to self evaluate and lean into to say, hey, where can I be 1% better today, Mm -hmm. right? How can I be showing up with my spouse, my children, if you have them, and my teammates at work, my community? And do that every day. Then do it for a year, and then continue to do it. And every day when you come home and you say, you know what? I showed up and I did what I could. I focused on what's in my control. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: then I guarantee you, with enough of those days stacked up in the bank, socket, you're going to see good things. I agree. It may not be the time frame yeah. that you originally decided they should be in, should, right. <laughs> but Correct. they're going to happen. You're going to see great things.
1: I mean, time's an abstract concept, right? There's no time. It's really what the meaning that we attach to time is the meaning we attach to time. 24 hours, I was listening to Ed Milette, he's one of my mentors, You always listen to him, right? The power of one more. And it's important Mm. if you haven't read that book, at least for listeners, make sure you You grab a copy of
0: that.
1: Yeah, it's a great book, right? The whole concept and the way he has looked at the time is he splits the time in 15 minute increments, which brings the sense of urgency, which brings more productivity. But also at the same time, he's saying we have a long life, right? So don't beat yourself up. Yeah, do your best in that. Make sure you're using your time well. But that doesn't mean, that does not mean that you sulk and cry about something that you were not able to accomplish. As long as Mm -hmm. you put the best effort of your own, I'm sure as a professional sportsman, you're not going to win every game. As long as you did your best and only you know, did you do your best or not? Nobody else knows. Your coach doesn't know. Your teammate doesn't know. You are the only one who can say that, did I play the best or not? If you did, there's always the next day, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So in business... And wealth accumulation, let's say that you're making $50,000 a year and you want to make 100. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. And what are you doing actively every day Correct. to capitalize on that? And I would say to steal, I believe, Tony Robbins, this is an incredible time to be alive. Correct. You and I are of an age where we remember where it was like not to have cell phones.
1: Oh, yeah, man.
0: Yeah. That's incredible. Now we have everything at our disposal case in right. point when i learned the word rugby there mm-hmm. was no youtube there was no social media right there was internet. you know i think i dialed up to figure out what rugby was
1: <laughs> the morning sun is in my head right now he really
0: gave me a vhs tape to go uh, watch old test matches in south africa versus england etc and wow, um, wow. why i'm saying this is because in 2023 we have a lack of resourcefulness. Right. We don't have a lack of resources, folks. If you want to make that jump in wealth, however that means to you, it's out there. Just start right. with being curious and opening up your mind to, well, what's actually possible? What's actually possible that I could do? And I think right. there's a lot of power there.
1: I think sometimes it's needs you need a constant reminder, right? How do you get the constant reminder? How do you make this so that this becomes who you are? I don't know if you've cracked the code yet because people need constant reminders, right? And it's good to have coaches. It's good to have support groups around you who serve as a constant reminder. But for the folks, if you don't have that, what is your strategy to help yourself to make sure that you build this as a muscle? Because the winter is going to come in your life. It's not a matter of if the winter is going to come. It's a matter of when the winter is going to come. So what are your techniques and strategies that you adopt in your life to make sure that you're ready? Well... You've got to create a game plan Uh because if you don't
0: know your game plan, who does? You're playing somebody else's game for them and you're just a part of somebody else's narrative. So when you have a recipe, a game plan for where you want to go, then all we're doing is reverse engineering. Correct. Okay. There's the statement, begin with the end in mind. Okay. Well, let's start off with where do you want to go? When we know that, let's back into it. Because then we can into a daily basis. Yeah. Then when we actually know what we're supposed to be doing on a daily basis, then you just have to stack those days up. True. You get into a scenario where let's say it's end of year, end of quarter, end of whatever. You're not exactly thrilled with the results. Maybe it was off by a little bit, but you saw yeah. progress. Okay. Well, let's just be curious. What do we need to change in the game plan in order to succeed? Because life is a big campaign and with some intentionality and clarity on where we want to go for the people that like sailing out there, it's waypoints. It is not a linear scenario by any means. It is legitimately tacking back and forth, checking in on a daily, weekly, monthly basis to see, okay, how far off are we and what kind of adjustments do we need to make in order to get there? Correct. I wish it was a silver bullet socket or some sort of pill, but if people can lean into what I just talked about, you will be shocked over the long term how far different your life will look.
1: Yeah, I think it makes sense, right? And I was going to make it more actionable for people. I think one of the things you could do is very easily to make sure you're straight to true to your future goal is write them down. And use it as a reminder. Just look at it every day. Because what you're doing now is, yeah, your today may be tough, your today may be hard, but you have a long-term plan. How close are you to that? And that'll serve as a reminder, that'll serve as a trigger point for you when you're going through a rough patch and there's a winter in your life that you're like, you know what, this is what I really want to accomplish. Is this hard enough today that I will completely miss that goal? Chances are you are going to come back. No, I got to do it. continue doing it. It's just a setback. It's not a failure. I'm going to continue moving that. I don't know if that's going to work or not, but that's the one thing I do in my life for me. And of course, I have supporting spouse who make sure I stay grounded. Mm -hmm. I don't fly when everything is going my way and I don't go hit the rock bottom when things are not going my way, right? Mm -hmm. That's my balancing point. Find your balancing point, but setting up a goal, writing them down, putting it on a piece of paper,
0: The most successful people I know write down their goals regularly, many of them daily.
1: Even if it's a repetition, that's perfectly fine, right? Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of, are you doing Is it written somewhere or is it in your head? If it's in your head, there's an issue. Is Um, it
0: your screensaver on your phone? Do you have a vision board? The power of a vision board should not be (laughs) skipped over. I had twin boys
1: on my vision board, and sure enough, I had twin boys. Oh, uh, wow, man. That is With powerful. My- I did not realize that. I've never had yeah. that on a manifesting that in my life. Too late now right. for me, but I don't think I'm ready for twins anyways.
0: I've had dollar amounts where I remember writing the dollar amount as far as income goes on mm-hmm. that vision board. And funny enough, it didn't happen in the year for that vision board that I wanted it but I remember doing my taxes and thinking about, you know, my income streams and what that dollar amount was going to be in total. And it was oddly familiar to me. And then I went back, looked at, I think two or three years previous at that point in time, what that dollar amount was on the vision board. And it was the exact dollar amount, you know, it wasn't a round number. It was kind of an odd number too. So, but yeah, intentionality and clarity on goals. I think
1: it's what we're talking about. It is. I think it's. I mean, I didn't believe I lived my whole life without goals because I thought goals mm-hmm. are for losers, but it's not. Don't be me. Uh, be better than me. Be someone like John. Learn from, learn from somebody who is doing this and living it. I'm still making my own mistakes every single day and trying to fix myself. John, I know you and I can talk at length, and if we have before. So I want to be respectful of everyone's time. Here is one thing that I do want to ask: is which is switching away from life and business you more about your decision to move away from multifamily to come back into residential, which you made in the last several months here, when the market, one could argue that it's probably not the best time to switch to residential because of the turmoil. And the reason I'm asking this question is to give you the context is more to learn about what really is happening. Because most people are hearing news and the news is news is news. There's a lot of noise in the news. So Next few minutes, give us a broad picture of what's happening, your decision point. We don't want to go too much into detail about the market itself because we won't have enough time, but give us a very, very broad eye view.
0: Yeah, I would kind of start with a statement, you know, whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. Well, whether you think it's an inopportune time or not, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the market's the market. And we do fantastic business here at my team. Yes, I did go back into residential real estate, but I went back in for specific reasons because I don't actually actively buy and sell in residential. I am part of the leadership team, an executive team where I'm the vice president of growth and how do I get my team from A to B and continue to succeed? Yeah, the market is challenging, but guess what? The market's always challenging. If we went back 24 months ago, in residential space or even multifamily people were complaining because they actually couldn't get a deal under contract correct okay now why are people complaining today socket different reasons
1: different reasons yeah <laughs> they're still complaining but they're complaining for different things
0: what are they going to complain about in two more years i don't know yeah. i can't see into the future but i can tell yeah. you what i am going to be doing is focusing what i can control and that's just showing up into a marketplace where in the residential realm, we still have multiple offers on some homes. Right. You got price reductions too, but you know what? Hey, maybe we're getting back to a mean where it's more of a normal, right? Right. Not just that that lovely scenario where everything was being bid up, hundreds of thousands of dollars, 15 offers, et cetera, and you were guaranteed to make money six months from the time you purchased it. So what we're doing is we're building healthy lives our statement here at our company is bigger lives for all Hmm. and that's how we kind of make decisions well is that going to make bigger lives for all are we growing in a way that facilitates that leading back on principles and values within the organization the market's going to do what the market's going to do but when you have what six million transactions in 2021 2022 and now we have four million transactions okay well that's a lot that's a huge decline So that just means that there are fewer sides of business for people out there in the market to go and get. So now you have to figure out, as Gary Keller says, how to get your unfair share of those sides of business. And guess what? People are getting out of the business in droves too, because those are the folks that wanted to be a part of something easy. Those aren't career-based, campaign season-based people where we're looking at people here at our office that have been here for 10 years. And right. those are the kinds of things where they understand that some years you're going to have to work twice as hard to get the same result or maybe even less. But that's just part of it, because you are going to have some years that are going to yeah. be incredibly successful. And you seem to you can't miss. You're just Michael Jordan. Right. <laughs> every, right. Every time. So, again, it's just how you're choosing to show up. And it's going to be hard. Saka, so this is something that I say all the time in, in business. Being poor is hard. And so is being wealthy. You might as well pick the one that's fun.
1: Wow. (laughs) Repeat that, man. That's very, very powerful. I don't want to misquote it. I think for our listeners, repeat that statement.
0: Being poor is hard. So is wealthy. Being wealthy, you might as well pick the one that's fun.
1: Completely agree, right? I think you're right. I think we assign value judgments on money. I think what you said is basically both of them are hard. What are you picking and why? Why? And that's important. Dude, on that note, I think we're running short on time. So I want to be respectful of your time. I want to make sure that we can cover everything. This has been a lot of fun conversation. Towards the end, John, as you look back on your life, what is one insight you'll share with your 20-year-old self?
0: Be authentic. Be you.
1: That's all you got. Everything else is fugazi, as what they say in Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street, right? It's a fairy dust. But no, I agree. Now, last question is: We're going to take a little bit higher elevation here. Where do you feel that humanity as a whole should aspire to migrate towards in the next few years?
0: Mm, wow, that's a big question. I would say values, virtues, giving, and loving. If we migrate towards those things, I think that
1: we'll see some amazing transformation with humanity. To be fair, very powerful man, very powerful, John, buddy. Thank you again for showing up, showing up the way you did. Thank you for being Rob for being vulnerable and sharing your story. I'm pretty sure it's going to resonate with a lot of the audience here. If people want to connect with you, reach out to you, where can they find you, John?
0: Sure. Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm very accessible through that. You can put the link there for my profile. And always happy to collaborate and connect with folks.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you, John, again. Appreciate it, buddy. We'll do good things together at some point. Absolutely. Thank you, Socket.
0: If you got value from this episode, you might consider sharing this content with a friend. But most
1: importantly, be sure to take action on what you've learned. One way you can take the next step is to connect directly with Socket on an investor call. That link is waiting for you in the show notes below. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Please consult your own advisors when making any investment decisions. Keep listening. We'll see you on the next episode.